Welcome all to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast. At KO, we endeavor to advance God's kingdom one life at a time. So, I pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will help you be encouraged. Here is this week's message. We want to welcome all our podcast audience. Amen. That's right. Thank y'all for giving them a hand clap of praise this morning. All right, listen, let's let's go ahead in. Let's go ahead in. I I don't want to waste more time. Praise God. But listen, this is the mo- this is the this is the year. This is a year of promise. This is a year of manifestation. This is a year that we take back everything that the devil has stolen. I believe, I believe that all the promises of God according to his word are yes and amen. Every promise has already been spoken. Every promise is already for us. But how do we get heaven to get to earth? Is how we think. Just because God made it available for us, that doesn't mean that we're going to take advantage of it. It, It's not that it's just going to happen automatically because this is what God wants to happen. Amen. Just just because God wants something to happen, meaning we talk about his will, we talk about his perfect will. We we, we didn't read it, but 2 Peter 3 and 9 talks about it is God's will that none will perish, but all will come to repentance. And we already know that a lot of people are perishing without repenting. So God's will is not strong enough to just save the entire world. Other, we, really, we wouldn't need church. We need to come in here and meet because he knows that there will be people who will go against his word, his will, and they just don't want to be with God. People don't believe in God. They're atheists. They're, I don't even believe a God exists and all that. He knows there will be people like that in the earth. And so he didn't create us to be robots. He didn't create us to be creatures of, of, of uh, our, um, I'm about to say instinct, but not, yeah, okay. Right, but he's created us to, to have a will. And so we can choose the things we want to happen in this life. We can choose what we want for ourselves. Your life is not on autopilot. Where people say, you heard people say, well, you know, I've been, I've been down so low, I'm just going to automatically, you know, just rise up. Things are just going to get better for me. Things are going to change for me. That's a good, that's a good um, declaration. But if you don't do something different, nothing's different going to happen. Right. It still goes back to you. There's something that you and I, we have to do to line ourselves up to, in order to receive the manifestation that God is talking about in his word. So we must come to realize the importance of a, a renewed mind and how it will influence every promise that God has for us. Our renewed mind is going to influence every promise that God has for us. So in this series, in this series mindset, I want to explore the relationship between thoughts and actions. Thoughts and actions. I believe there's a direct correlation or there's a direct connection between what we think or how we think and how we act. Amen. You're sitting where you are. You're doing what you're doing because of what's happening in your head. Why, why are they acting like that? Why are they doing that? That's how they're thinking. Something is happening in their mind before they're acting on it. So it, we can always trace it back to our thoughts. This is the reason this person is acting that way. This is the reason that person is acting that way. It's something that's happening in their mind. It's something that's happening in their thoughts. Amen. Amen. So let's read. I want to read the mind, the mind defined again, the mind, the definition of a uh, mind. Uh, and I'm going to read it twice so that uh, make sure you guys get it. The mind is the set is a set of cognitive faculties, including consciousness, imagination, perception, thinking, judgment, language and memory. 
which is housed in the brain, sometimes including the central nervous system. It is usually defined as the faculty of an entity's thoughts and consciousness. It holds the power of imagination, recognition, and appreciation, and is responsible for processing feelings and emotions resulting in attitudes and actions. Again, the mind, our central nervous system, our, the place where everything is being controlled, our mind is the set of cognitive faculties including consciousness, imagination, perception, thinking, judgment, language, and memory, which is housed in the brain, sometimes including the central nervous system. It is usually defined as the faculty of an entity's thoughts and consciousness. It holds the power of imagination, recognition, and appreciation, and is responsible. It is responsible for processing feelings and emotions resulting in attitudes and action. Why you got an attitude? It's something you're thinking about. What's up with you? Oh, it's something. See, see, it's something I'm thinking about that caused me to act that way. Amen. That's how things are processed. So whether believers or non-believers, whether you're a believer or non-believers, we will always move in the direction of our most dominant thoughts. We're going to move in the direction of our most dominant thoughts. What is dominating your mind? What is dominating your thinking? What are you thinking about all the time or majority of the time? What's on your mind? You know, growing up early on, you know, we would get these CDs commercials that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Remember seeing that? Some of y'all almost 50 or over 50. <laughs> the mind is a terrible thing to waste. And so the way we're thinking and how we're thinking and what we're predominantly thinking about is causing us to move in the direction that we're moving in. So if I, I, could, I could actually change my thoughts to change my life. Because my thoughts is going to end up being a habit that will end up being something acted on. I'm going to create something from the way that I think. And if I think on it long enough, I can become it. That's why the Bible tells us, and I'm not reading today, but in Joshua, he tells us to meditate on the word. Day and night. Day and night. Do it day and night. And so observe to do all that's written therein. Meditate on the word. Mutter that word. Think about that word. What are you thinking about all day? What's on your mind? Because see, other things can be on your mind even while you're doing something else. You can have the radio on, you can have the word of God on, you can have the television on, but still other things are going on in your mind. So you got to capture the, them thoughts and figure out what, is, what are you thinking about, mind? What's going on? Because your mind can wander into other areas. And so whatever is being dominated, whatever dominant thoughts you have, you're moving in that direction. Say mind shift. Mind shift. I am convinced today that many believers would have struggled with the earthly ministry of Jesus. I am convinced that many believers in the 21st century will struggle with the earthly ministry of Jesus. If Jesus was here today, we couldn't handle Jesus' messages. Jesus' church wouldn't be the church that everybody would be flocking to. 
Are you listening to me this morning? No, his words are right in the Bible. We got them right here in the Bible. They, they were right there in the Bible. So a lot of times people pick and choose and skip over what they want to talk about or teach about. But listen, Jesus taught us what to say. He told us how to come against many things that were happening in our life. He passed it on to the disciples. He had three years to pour into some guys that he was really hard on. How long must I suffer with you? Get behind me, Satan. Imagine your pastor saying something to you like that. What type of spirit are you are? Talking about bringing fire down. Man, what, 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 what's, what kind of spirit is inside of you? Are you a little faith? Come on, man. Man, bring the boy to me. Man, y'all get your little sales out the way. Bring the boy to me. No, what I'm saying to you is we're reading stories of a man's life who had three years, three short years of his earthly ministry to impact a lifetime, to impact generations to come. He was serious. Jesus preached in a way that he was, he was preaching in a way because he was trying to save us from something. He was so serious because he knew that if we fell short, he knew what the price would be. And so he didn't sugarcoat and play around with things. Brutal vipers, who warned you? Folk coming to the church, who warned you to come here? Who warned you to come here to truth today? You've been listening to a lot of watered down stuff. Who warned you to come here to truth today? Bunch of whitewashed, I was about to say hypocrites, bunch of whitewashed till you, you're clean on the outside, dirty all up on the inside. This is Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Just want to make sure we're still in the Bible. Our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, this is the way he shared. But you know what? He loved us so much. And that's why he talked the way he talked, and that's why he shared the way he shared. He was passionate about what he believed. He wanted every soul saved. He wanted to give everybody an opportunity to come experience the life that he had already prepared. He knew that he was going to die for us to live. So he didn't play around. He was quick. He was quick. He was quick. Praise God. Let's read some other scriptures, some different translations. Uh, this is my foundation scripture we read in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. I'll read some different translations because I, I want to do the same. I really want to bring this home to us. I want us to get an understanding when we leave here that, you know, that it's going to take a mind shift for me to experience the things that God has for me. I have to change my mind. One of the most important things that we must do as believers after salvation is mind renewal. And a lot of people are still living the same way as believers because they hadn't did anything with their mind. They left it all up to God. God is going to do it. He'll do it. No, God's not doing that. God's not doing that. You got to do that on your own. God's not brushing your teeth in the morning either. No, some stuff, we just can't just be spiritual with it. No, you have to do it. There's some things that you have to do, and there's some things that God is indicted. I already did everything I'm going to do. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. This is the Passion Translation. It said, Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's 
marvelous mercies. What should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercy? How should we respond to this loving God who loves us so much, who, who died for us, who, who gives us mercies every day? How should we respond to him? He says, I encourage you to surrender yourselves. Come to Christ with your hands up. Wave the white flag. Surrender yourself. Give yourself up. Don't let them come looking for you. Why we got to try to track you down and see who you're hanging out with? God says, surrender yourself. Surrender yourself to God to be his sacred. Surrender yourself to God to be his sacred living sacrifices. And live in holiness, experiencing all that delights in his heart. For this, for all that delights his heart. Thank you. Delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Wow. This is how you worship him. You live in holiness. And you experience the delight of his heart. The delight. Of, or you experience all that delights his heart. Verse 2 says, stop imitating. Come on, it says stop. Stop imitating. Stop copying. Come on, stop reproducing. Replicating. Stop it. Stop imitating the ideas and the opinions of the culture around you. Come on, we're looking for the Christ in you to rise up in this season. The Christ in you to rise up in this season. No longer that we're going to be mesmerized by this culture that's around us. Everything looking pleasure. But you know, pleasure is just for a season. If sin didn't have any pleasure in it, we wouldn't enjoy it. We wouldn't be hanging out with it as long as we do. But because it's pleasurable, we hang out. The pleasure is a trap. So then it says, but be inwardly, be inwardly, inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation. God wants to do an overhaul on your mind. Total, a brand new, a brand new you, a brand new you, not an old you refurbished. No, no, overhaul, overhaul. No, a brand new you. A brand new you. <laughs> so that he wants to, so, so but be inwardly transformed by, Holy, by, Holy, by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. I got to watch what I'm thinking about. So many things are on my mind. So many things are on your mind. So many things, so many thoughts travel through your mind in a day. And if you're not careful, these thoughts, are they're designed to control you. So God is saying, I need, I need to do a total reformation, a total overhaul on the way you think, how you think. Your thinking is off. I can get your thinking in order. I can get your life in order. The way you're thinking is off. He says, this will empower you to transform the way I think. It will cause me to have a greater discernment 
of what God is doing in this time. The reason many of us can't discern this season or this time or what's happening as far as from a God standpoint is because our mind ain't been renewed. We're so focused on where we are. We're so focused on what's happening all around us. And once we get in the word of God, then we can see more of what God is doing. Amen. We can't discern it because our mind is still the same. We have to change the way we think. We're in the kingdom now. We don't do things the same way we did it in the world. We don't act the same. We don't respond the same way we respond like we were in the world. You're in the kingdom now. When you come into the kingdom, some things should change. But it's not going to change if I don't do something with how I think. So we want to be saved and want Jesus to be our savior, but we want to still run our life because of how we think. You can save me, but you can't be Lord. In order for him to be Lord, you're going to have to shift in the way that you're thinking. has to be a mind shift. Has to be a mind shift. Let's look at 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. We're going to, all the scriptures are on the screen as well. 1 John chapter 2, uh, verse uh, 15 through 17. Listen, look at what this says. It says, don't fall in love with this corrupt world or worship the things it can offer. Those who love its corrupt ways don't have the Father's love living within them. All the things the world can offer to you, the allure of pleasure, the passion to have things, and the pompous, the pompous sense of superiority do not come from the Father. There are some things that the world is offering that's, that don't come from Dad. It doesn't come from our Heavenly Father. How do we know what comes from the Father? Through his word. I mean, there, there are people that will challenge you you know what I'm saying? Just depending on where you are, what field you work in, what kind of business dealings, and you know you're a man of God, you know you're a woman of God, but this culture, and because of what they're doing, it's like, you know, business deals are being made at, out at the um, happy hour and, you know, out at the golf course and out of these other places, and, and you know, you, gotta, you got decisions to make when you're out there and, you know, you're hanging out and, you know, and, and, if, and that person before you says, give me a cocktail with some gin or something, gin, gin, and you, you know, and, and, and now you're there like this, give me a water. I'm at an event on this past Friday, and, you know, and, and, and I was at a brewery. Yeah, not just they sell beer. beer. No, it was a brewery. <laughs> yeah, they got some stuff here that's, you know, it's kind of some, some type of tea, and, uh, you know, but it don't have that much alcohol in it. That much? No, I don't drink alcohol at all, not a little teeny bit. So where's the water? Oh, okay, well. No, the water fountain is over here, so everybody just get their drinks from the bar, and they, you know, nice, and they get treated right with glass and all that. You want water? Look, the cups are over there. It's like a table like this with cups on it, and then the water fountain is like in the wall. You set the cup down, and it just automatically drop water in there. I'm like, oh, okay, self-service. Appreciate it. <laughs> so while the culture around me is engaging in what they do, I'm in the world but I'm not of it. I can still be in the world, still be around things, but don't operate in it. I don't take down because of who presence I'm in. 
That's where a lot of Christians fail at. That's where a lot of temptations and a lot of times people are not strong enough to stand their ground and be bold for Jesus. And they're tempted and then they, thought they fall away um, because of things that, that, that the world is dangling before us. Look, I just use water as an example. It could be anything, whatever that thing is. I may not have named your thing, but whatever it is, whatever is pulling against you, whatever the culture is trying to pull against you to do something ungodly. Nobody said anything to me. Nobody offered me a drink. Not this time. Another short story real quick. I was went to hang out with my brother and them, and they was at a, some type of place. We played pool and ping pong and all that. They had video games and all that stuff there and all that. And I, I was there before they got there. And so while I'm waiting on them, I've never been there before. So I'm, so I'm talking to the guy. I'm like, so where's the, um, so uh, I'm waiting on some people. And so what do I do? This is my first time here. And all. He said, this we say, he said, look, go to the bar right there. Look, have a few drinks. They'll be in the men. I said, I said, uh, okay. I, I heard him. I said, all right. I said, listen, um, well, can I just get a table or something? Or, you know, how does that? He said, no, listen. I mean, if they're coming in late, look, just go. Listen, most people, they do, they just go grab a drink. You know, they, you know I was like, man, you done told me that twice now. Because I'm, I'm, I'm sober-minded standing there like, and just looking at them like, it, talking to myself like, who do you think you talking to? <laughs> so he said that to me twice. So then I said, you know what? I tell you what. How do you access the games and everything? He said, look, you see straight back there. You can go back there, put your money in and all that. But listen, even while you're doing that, you still can grab a drink. Drinks can go back there too. Wow. When he said that last, I said, I said, let me share something with you. I said, I don't drink. I don't drink. But thanks for, thanks for the offer, but I don't drink. Appreciate it. And I went in. But all I'm saying is, that was three times. How many of us fail when somebody asks us the first time to go against God? How many of us fail in the first time when, when the culture is asking us to go against God? When the culture around us is asking us to go against God. Why well, drink a little bit? Why you drink? You got to ask yourself, why do I drink a little bit? What is the value that is added to my life? Why, well, listen, why, why do I do anything a little bit? If I drink a little bit of poison, is that good? You know, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. So we look at big things. No, it's the small things that will make a big difference in your life. All right, so verse 16 again. All the things the world can offer to you, the allure of pleasure, the passion to have things, and the pompous sense of superiority do not come from the Father. These are the rotten fruit. Fruits of the world, rotten fruit, looking all nice. Time you bite into it, it's spoiled, it's rotten, all brown on the inside. It's the rotten fruits of the world. Verse 17, this corrupt world is already wasting away as are its selfish desires. But the person really doing God's will, that person will never cease to be. The person who is really doing God's will. The way I'm going to really do God's will is that I need to renew my mind. It's simple. There are no super Christians. There are are no Christians that are better than nobody else in that sense. The difference in believers is what we're thinking. 
The difference in believer is how much we're reading the word and, and spending time with God and, 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 and believing God for certain things. That's the difference. That's why the Bible talks about carnal Christians. A carnal Christian is a fleshly Christian, is a, is a, is a Christian, a man who hadn't had a mind shift. Is a Christian, they're still a Christian, but they're a Christian who have not taken the time to renew their mind. It's not just going to happen because you're sitting in church on Sundays. Could you come out occasionally on Wednesdays? You never purchase CDs. You never go back and listen to the word. How do you think you know every song that come on the radio? Because you listen to it over and over and over and over and over. You know, the problem is that over and over and over again. That's my song. That's my jam. You know, my wife and I, we was talking about, you know, I think she shared in a group me one time about, you know, encouraging people to binge watch the word of God and how she was going through the series and going through, you know, some of the things that we have on Facebook and on Instagram. And man, these little snippets are so powerful. It's the word of God. And so many things that we are going through is simply because we don't want to do what the Bible says do. We just don't want to do it. We don't want to do what the Bible says do. That's why, you know, people will say, well, Pastor AJ, you know, we, we shouldn't love the things of the world too much. I mean, you know, but God didn't say too much. He said not at all. He said don't love the things of the world at all. What he's talking about is their philosophies. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about their mindset. Don't get, don't get all spiritual and deep. You can hear some of y'all thoughts now. That shirt you got on from the world. <laughs> Them sneakers you got on, they from the world. Them jeans you got on from the world, too. <laughs> no, so what the Lord is saying, because it's all about understanding. When he said don't love the world, don't love their philosophy, don't love the things they do. We talked about their behaviors and customs on last week. There's some, hey, young lady, good to see you. They, they, don't, they don't, love, don't love their behaviors, don't love their customs, meaning don't do what they do. That's what the Bible is saying. It has nothing to do about what you're wearing and all that kind of stuff. Don't, don't get too deep now. Don't get too deep. It's going to be all right. <laughs> Proverbs. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 3. Y'all doing okay? Yes. Okay, all right. All right. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 says, this is good news translation. It says, trust in the Lord with how, how much of your heart? All. All your heart. Never rely on what you what? Because there are some people that think they know some stuff. Yes. Let me tell you how you know how you know when people what people think they know which how how you can know what people think they know really don't know. <laughs> Listen, it's all in the action. It's all in their stride. Because see, what you think you know, you're not walking in. Because you think you know it, you really don't know it. But you think you know it. And the proof that you don't know is that you don't do. Because those that really know to do right will what? Do right. Why, don't, why not do it if you know it? If you know the fruit that it will produce, why not do it? Because you don't know it. Because you know it, you do it. And that's why the Bible says that it's the truth that will set you free. It's the truth that you know right. Right. and apply yes. that will set you free. Just knowing the truth 
not going to set you free. We got the truth. How many people got the truth? The truth is in that Bible. It's right there. But it will not benefit you until you apply it. It's all in the doing. And my mind has to shift if the things that God has for me is going to manifest. Well, man, I'm, I think I'm getting pretty blessed, God. I think God is, uh, okay, well, some things ain't from the Father. Some things ain't from the Father. What will happen if a mind shift? What will happen if your mind shift? What, what, what couple will be blessed today? What, what child will be saved today? What family member of yours who are struggling so much? Listen, even the little bit of Jesus you know might help push them over the edge. But because your mind ain't right, you're not even looking at them like that. You're just talking about them. Man, uncle so-and-so or brother, you know what I'm saying? Man, he need to get himself straight. Man, I wish they'd get their sale together. What are you doing to help impact that life that's around you? What example do they have to follow? Well, model. I mean, God established a principle it's called modeling. It's a principle called modeling. The principle of modeling will get you to your destination faster if you didn't have a model. God works through pictures. God works through people. God works through examples. He works through people. He uses people. So never rely on what you think you know. It's important to renew your mind to stay in the word. Because what you think you know, you might not know. You're going to find out what you know when opposition is present. You thought you was okay with this or that, but then opposition arose. And your response to opposition tells you exactly how you think. Don't ignore that. Don't ignore when things pop up unexpectedly. Don't ignore that. Because it's, it's, it's showing you where, where you are deep, deep down. There's some deep-seated things that only comes up through opposition. And when it rises up, oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought I was somewhere else. But I see now that, I, okay, I got a little more work to do. It's not, it's not to punish you. It's not to embarrass you. It's so you would know, oh, okay. I thought I knew what I knew, but I didn't really know that. Okay, I got to go back and regroup. I go back and regroup and get this right. Uh-uh. Nah. Yeah, when something is said and done, or done contrary. <laughs> you know, I had a, man, I'll tell you, this is interesting. I had, I had a, so I had a guy send me, a, one of my cousins sent me something through message. I know I don't look at that stuff. I said, I ain't talked to him a long time. Let me look at it. Let me just look at it. Just, you know, just, I don't know, say hi. And uh, I looked at it, so, you know, I don't watch Steve Harvey Morning Show. We sent me this, this is a Steve Harvey Morning Show thing about a pastor that was on a, on a morning show, and the guy was talking about how he brought his child there to be baptized. Some of y'all heard it. Come on, you know, some of y'all probably heard it. He brought his child there to be baptized at this particular church. And, um, and so he's calling the pastor. You know, it's a prank, though. But he's calling the pastor to, to let him know that his child hadn't did anything other than you know, like he, he's like calling the pastor on the carpet. Like my ch- you baptized my child, but he's still the devil. <laughs> he's like, you know what I'm saying? I've been at your church for a long time. My child is still the devil. My child is still acting out. And you saying, you know, y'all talking about baptism and all that. I'm thinking that he's going to be this perfect. He's doing his grade still bad. He still got nasty attitude and all that. And he's going on and on, you know. And I'm like, okay, I'm just listening. 
You know, in the past, he real smooth and kind of, you know, like just shrugging it off at first and all that. You know what I'm saying? It was like, uh, you know, you know what I mean? I paid tithes, bro. Matter of fact, I want all my tithes back. Oh. I want my tithes back, man. Because I, what you mean? What you mean you want your tithes back? I want my tithes back. I want my tithes back. <laughs> I want my tithes back. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't, you know what I'm saying? You didn't fulfill your promise. My kids still acting up. I want my tithes back. So the pastor's like, look, I don't have to do the tithes. So the dude was like, the dude was, did a dude cuss. Do cousin the pastor say F your tithes. Oh no. I'm like, hold on now, this can't be a real pastor. I'm like, this this gotta be a joke. This gotta be a game. I was like, I don't I don't watch it. So I'm like, is this a joke? But no, but then then my cousin asked me, so how would you respond? I'm like, how would I respond? Well, number one, I don't curse. Let me tell you that straight off the jump. I ain't cursed since '95. Guess what? I've been through, I've been married for 25 years. Y'all know some pressure done came. <laughs> Not just the wife, three kids after that, and, and none of the children, and nobody ain't never heard a brother cuss. That brother ain't no curse. <laughs> well, or, or you got super control. <laughs> you got super control, dude. No, I don't cuss. It's just not part, you know, no, I used to curse. Oh, 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 I was a cusser, but no, I don't cuss no more. But anyway, so to make a long story short, he asked me how would I respond to it. Well, number one, let me tell you, let me tell you about baptism. Number one, baptism don't save. This is how I responded to the prankster. Baptism don't save you, number one. Guess what? They go in wet devil, come, I mean, dry devil, come out wet devil, just so you know. Baptism is just identifying with Jesus. It don't save you. See, that would have threw them off anyway, because see, when you talk to somebody to know the word, they're like, oh, they would have fumbled calling Pastor AJ. <laughs> yeah, keep calling them, but them pastors that don't know the word. They just share one scripture on Sunday, and then him and Han the next time. No, I read the Bible. <laughs> so he was cool with that. No, listen, this is real life stuff, y'all. No, 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 listen to me. I'm going to say this because I don't know what's happening. You know what I'm saying? I know God is doing some things. I got to get to this. I, I want to get to it. I got, I got a little more time. But, but listen, listen, listen. I had a young, I had a, so I'm, I'm ready to ride out Saturday out of town. I'm going out of town about an hour or something away. I get this text from a strange, a number that says maybe somebody. You know, sometimes, and it say maybe somebody. It's like you think, oh, that's, oh, that might be one of my friends. That's somebody that called me before. That's somebody that might have, whatever. It was maybe so-and-so. I ain't going to say the person's name. And it was like, hey, listen. My mom is my mom is gone. I have I, I, look. I found a phone, and so um, are you able to, to give me Lisa's number? And I'm like Lisa, number who is Lisa? I don't know Lisa. I say I say, are you sure you got the right number? Because I don't know who you're talking about. Then they send me a picture of this little kid, and she said, "This is me, some little underage chick. This is me." She said, "It's just us now." I'm like. Oh, the devil is a liar. They should have told you don't text me. You might want to text him. No, 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 no. I, I told her very respectfully, don't ever text me again. Don't ever text me again. But these are the games that society in the world is playing. I know people who are incarcerated right now who fail for stuff like that. But your mind ain't renewed. You got lust still in your heart and all that kind of stuff. You chasing and you hiding your pants and all that, chasing all this stuff. You wind up knocking on the wrong door. I'm trying to tell you, see, what that told me was, oh, okay, oh, oh, okay, I know we're moving in the right direction. A whole lot of craziness coming, huh? So, yeah, 
I was like, wow, I'm gonna send the little girl a picture. I'm like, she probably like nine years old or ten. It's me. And <laughs> like <laughs> you know, I wanted to snap though. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say nothing crazy, but I wanted to drill in with some Jesus stuff. But you know, they the world. What they go, you know what I'm saying? I just went on just like, look, that's don't text my phone no more, and I blocked the number. God bless you. That's what I told him. We got to have a mind shift. Mind shift. That's why. And the devil won't lure you into traps if your mind is straight. There are a lot of traps out here. Traps are already being set to take you down and take you out. And if your mind's not straight, you're going to fall right into the trap. You'll fall right into the trap. Trust in the Lord. Where we at? Great. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. Look, never rely on what you think you know. Do you act like the word or do you act like Jesus? Isaiah 26 and 3 said he will keep him in perfect peace. Who's what? His mind is stayed on him. Perfect peace. All this stuff that's happening inside today, man, there's a perfect peace on the inside of me. I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm not concerned. I do take precautions. I shook a lot of hands yesterday. I shook a lot of hands in church. You know, I agree with President Trump. He was out watching him. He was saying people, because he said he, he used to hate to shake hands. He didn't like shaking people's hands. He said, but I'm the president now. How I look acting like I don't want to shake your hand. It's like a pastor. You know what I'm saying? You reach your hand out, I do like this. Even though people do that to us. <laughs> I guess we got to swallow it. Like, <laughs> But no, how I look like putting my hand out there, and, you know, you putting your hand out there and I don't shake it. Right. Yes, we use precautions. We use precautions. But we're not worried. You need to check your peace gauge. All of these things are designed to bring something out of you so you can know how you think and so you can know where you are. Check your peace gauge. We got to get to a place in our mind that even in the midst of turmoil, Jesus said, I will keep you. If you keep your mind on me, I'll keep you in perfect peace. When you all don't know what to do and all that, your mind ain't on Jesus. Who are you thinking about? You're thinking about your bills. You're thinking about your money. You're thinking about your job. You're thinking about your business. You're thinking about your children. You're thinking about all this other stuff. But if your mind is stayed on Jesus, he said, if he would keep us in perfect peace, Isaiah 26 and 3, he would keep us in perfect peace if we keep our eyes and our mind stayed on him. Keep our mind stayed on him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Again, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Never rely on what you think you know. Remember the Lord in everything you do, and he will show you the right way. The the praise team was doing at the end, victorious, victory, 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 and all that. If you keep your mind straight on the word of God, you will always have victory in the end. There will always be victory. 
in the end. You, are, you have no choice but to be victorious. As believers, doesn't matter what's happening. We're still victorious. Even when things are not going right, I still got the victory. I don't have the victory just because everything going the way I wanted to go. I am victorious in the midst of trouble, in the midst of trial, in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of struggle, in the midst of things that I didn't plan. I still got the victory. I will not allow my circumstance or things outside of me to dictate how I respond. No, I'm going to praise God today. I'm going to praise him in the midst of struggle, in the midst of a trial. I'm going to worship him. I ain't missing church. You understand? Because I don't know. I just don't know what I'm going to do today. Come to the house of God. Get the peace. Get the peace that God has for you. You know, uh, Pamela, Pam Brantley said this. She said this in, in, uh, in the, you know, we're going, she, uh, she's going through the sixth, well, she already went through the six-a-day six leader course, but she did this. I got, I got a quote from her, from Pam Brantley. Y'all know her. Yeah, Pam Brantley, <laughs> six-a-day leader. She said this. She said, the mindset of a leader is what changes his or her attitude towards life. See, leaders or Christians think different. There's something different about you. You look the same. You know, we have the same job, we're, we're the same place, but just something is just, something is real peculiar about you. Can't put my finger on it. Because we don't go around telling people, you know, I'm a pastor and all that kind of stuff, huh? You know, most times, somebody else done told people I'm a pastor. Right. Like, dang. <laughs> so people act real funny when they know you're a pastor. Yes. I want you to just go and cuss me out if you have to. Right. Just be yourself. Because I'm man. God see you all the time. Oh, no, 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 don't change because of man. So I'd rather you just be yourself. Amen? Amen. I sure going to be myself. Listen, or we can say it this way. We heard Pam Brandon. She said this. The mindset of a leader is what changes his or her attitude towards life. We can say it this way. Christians, believers, follow Jesus, think different. Say mind shift. Mind shift. Say mind shift. Mind shift. Yes, leaders. Christians, believers, followers of Jesus, we think different. We don't think like the world thinks. Amen? Amen. Y'all handle one more scripture? Yes. Let's look at Colossians. Chapter 3. And verse 1 right now. Y'all ready? All right. So this is what it says. It says, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, since you've been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights or your mind on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. So where is Christ seated? Come on, y'all want me to read again? It's not a trick question. Let me read again. Since you've been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. So where's Christ sitting? God's right hand. So you mean God is sitting up there too? Yes. In, heaven. in heaven. And who's at his right hand? Christ. Right. So God is in heaven sitting down and Jesus right next to him sitting down. Both of them chilling. Because of what he already said he would do. God said he's going to sit down after seven days. He's going to rest. Jesus ascended to heaven. He's going to be there interceding for all of us. But both of them are in heaven. So who's in the earth? Exactly. That just, that, 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 you know, that's a bonus question right there. That was a bonus. All right. So you and I, we must make a constant decision to set our sights 
or set our mind on heaven. Set our mind or set our sights on heaven. Because that's what things is real. It's not a one-shot deal. It's not setting my sight on heaven or on mine one day. It's not doing it one time. It's not a one-shot deal, but it's doing it over and over and over and over again. Your environment will always challenge your resolve. Your environment will always challenge your resolve. The way you think can be controlled by your environment. And so, and so we have to make sure that, that whatever environment we're in, that we, we put the word of God on the inside of us so that we, so we have a resolve, this is how I'm going to be. Amen? Amen? Number two says, think about the things of heaven. Think about the things of heaven. Get heaven on your mind. Not the things of the earth. Not the things of the earth. Don't put, don't put uh, the earth on your mind. Put the, things of, put the things of heaven on your mind, not the things of the earth. Verse 3 says, for you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Amen. You died to this life. This life is dead. This life is over. You died to the old way of doing things. That life is over. Your real life, the real you, is hidden with Christ in God. It takes a mind shift to get to the real you. Verse 4 says, And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. Verse 5, So put to death, put to death, the sinful, earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy for, don't be greedy for a greedy person is an idolater, a worshiper, worshiping the things of this world. These are things, when I read this as a young believer, when I first got saved back in 1995, these are some things, as I begin to read the word of God, these are some of the things that begin to challenge how I think. Right. Like, wow, okay, don't, don't do this. So the Bible's saying, don't act like this, put to death this, mortify. I was reading King James Version. Mortify the deeds of the flesh. I'm thinking like Mortal Kombat, like, <laughs> like mortify. Finish him. <laughs> That's what Mortal Kombat said, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mortify. Kill it. Destroy it. Finish it. Don't let it. That's because they land down. It's still breathing. Kill it. Kill it. Finish him. But that's it. these are things that, that so, I, so I had to begin to change my mind. My mind had to shift a little bit. On, on the things that, you know, how I was living. You know, I'm saved, but I'm still clubbing. Yeah, I'm still, I'm going to club every Saturday night when I first got saved. Yeah, I, I love the Lord, too. I ain't had no problem drinking blue motorcycles, too. Yeah, I was having a good time. So I thought. So I thought. I was a carnal Christian. So as, as I continued to stay in the Word of God and get in the Word of God, got filled with the Holy Spirit, then God began to challenge me on some things. This is what I'm saying. Holy Spirit challenge you from the inside. Nobody on the outside got to tell you what right and wrong is. Holy Spirit tell you all the time. You know that's not right. You know you shouldn't be doing it. You know, you know you shouldn't be over there. And I got to say all this stuff and look like you mad at me, but he already told you. And I just got to tell you again because you ain't listening. <laughs> you ain't listening. 
Don't be greedy. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping things as well. Verse 6, because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. This is how we used to act when we was part of this world. We did all this stuff. We did all this stuff. We smoked the blunts and all that. We did the black and mild. We did all that stuff when we was part of this world. We ain't part of the world. We, what? You still part of the world? How long you been saved? You still part of the world? Your mind ain't shifted yet. You can't put that down yet. You love that more than, Lord, than the Lord? No, oh, some stuff you just got to lay aside. Got to lay aside. Destroying you. Yeah, that's right. Lay aside these weights. Things weighing you down. It's weighing your purpose down. That's what it's weighing down. It's weighing your destiny down. It's weighing the thing, the person that God wants you to really be. It's weighing that down. It's just slowing it down. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. When we follow those behaviors, when we follow those customs, when we follow those ideas and those opinions, that's, that's when my life was still part of this world. Don't allow this world to trick you. Man, this world is, man, this world is sick. And we should not look like the world. If you think like the world, you might want to consider who you are. Shouldn't think like the world. Verse 8, but now is the time to get rid of anger. Mm -hmm. Wow, because I had anger issues too. I'm just talking about myself. So I'm trying to help some people out here. Some stuff we just got to deal with. I had anger issues. Anger issues that I had to deal with. Stuff anger just disappear. Not even because you saved. You name the Lord. Stuff, nothing just disappear. You got a new spirit. Now, what are we going to do about the flesh? Yeah. It needs to be a mind shift. Yeah, because the way you used to act in the world, you know, you, you saved now. You're a kingdom heir now. You can't be putting your hands on people, That's right. male, male or female. Amen. You got anger issues. Deal with that. Domestic violence is, is, is a big problem in the earth today. Deal with those anger issues and keep your hands to yourself. It's not a game. Get rid of anger. Get rid of rage. Malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. <laughs> Cussing. Keep that stuff out your mouth. Don't lie to each other. Stop lying. This stuff the Bible says, I just emphasize it. Y'all right? <laughs> like, Pastor, your echo is something else. <laughs> Don't lie to each other. You have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Amen. Yeah, I stripped this stuff off. I mean, I used to be a liar, a habitual liar, a person that just lied all the time. I was just in the world. I was a sinner. I was, I, I was a good sinner. I'm just saying. Look, listen, but that was the reality. That's who I was. So I'm a believer now. I shouldn't be lying. Right. You understand? And if I lie, I need to deal with it. Y'all yeah. heard some of my story. I ain't got time to get all that today. Well, I'll put all that stuff on the table. I don't care. My life is an open book. You know why? Because I'm not him. Right. 
Go by the other way? No, I ain't go by the other way. No, I, I can always talk about that person because he's not me. He's not me. I lie, Lord, please forgive me. I, I don't want to lie, Lord. Help me with that. Help me with that. Help me to be slow to speak, quick to hear. If I be quick to hear and slow to speak, I tell less lies. Folk talking real fast, man, slow down, bro, because, see, you're lying. You're already lying because you're talking too fast. You didn't already lie. Already. <laughs> slow to speak. Let's be quick to hear, quick to listen, slow to say anything, and then slow to respond. So you stripped off of these old sinful things, nature, and all its wicked deeds. All this was part of our old life. Listen, now verse 10 says, put on the new nature. Y'all, that was the old stuff. All this stuff we done gathered from being in this world. Put on the new nature now. God said, so there's a new way you should be thinking as a believer now. You're not from the old school no more. You don't got the reference of all that stuff you did from old times and everything old. You just so connected to the old. What about the new? What about the new? Put on your new nature and be renewed, be converted, be changed, be transformed as you learn to know your creator and come more like him. This is how you're going to be renewed. This is how you're going to get that new nature as you learn your career. How are you going to learn your creator? Reading the word. Yeah, right. Listen to the word. Yeah. This is how I'm going to learn about him. This is how I'm going to know who he is. This is how I'm going to figure him out. And verse 11. In this new life, I got all this new stuff underlined in my Bible. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave, or free. God said, in this new life, I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're Hispanic. I don't care what your nationality or your ethnic group is. None of that matters. Let's see what he says. He said, I don't care about none of that. Christ is all that matters. You want to know who really matters? Is it black lives? Uh, nope. Is it white lives? Uh, no. Is it blue lives? Uh, no. Let me tell you who, what lives matter. Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. Christ is what matters. This is how we're going to have a new life. This is how we're going to put on a new nature, is that we have to put on Christ and get renewed in our mind through what Christ is doing not what this culture is doing, not what society is doing, not what everybody else is doing. It's what Christ is doing. Amen. I'm going to stop right there. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. If the Holy Spirit has convicted or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message, then email us at kingdomlifechurchva at gmail.com. If you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more, Check out our website, which is KingdomLifeVA.com, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at KingdomLifeVA. Thank you for listening, and be sure to subscribe so you can hear more messages like this.